Ungdomsradio. Hi, hello, hola, and hello. Welcome to My Kids Think I'm Cool, but podcast. A podcast about getting knocked up in a foreign country, families living abroad, and raising children in a different culture. All while trying to keep your cool and not lose your shit. I'm your host, Jackie, an American Filipino mom living in Denmark, and my kids think I'm cool, but... Lately, I've been forgetting when I took a shower. With working from home, this podcast, my web directory project, plus having two kids, taking care of the house, and a busy life, sometimes I forget when the last time I took a shower. I do shower when I have to go to an event or when I leave the house. But guess what? Today I did shower, guys, so don't worry. I don't smell. Do you guys have a butt? I would love to hear it and share it to the world. Head over to my Facebook page or website and let me know what your butt is and I can read it out loud and share to the world what it is. So let's start with today's episode. We will be talking about how some internationals have changed their life when moving abroad. Many international spouses don't get enough credit for moving their life to a new country. They are leaving their life behind so their other half can either follow their dream job or they get reassigned to a better job and took the opportunity to move abroad either in Denmark or somewhere out, um, somewhere out in the world. I talked to many internationals that have given up their career or business behind in their home country and literally start over in Denmark. It takes courage to start over and move abroad, but many spouses living abroad support their partners so they can take the leap of faith to the unknown. Today, I have a guest from Slovakia. She recently moved to Denmark with her family in March. She left her company back in Slovakia to start over in Denmark. I would like to introduce you all to Sylvia Valant. Welcome, Sylvia, and thank you for being on My Kids Think I'm Cool, but podcast and radio show. I'm so happy you are able to share your experience to moving to Denmark and your life as an international living abroad. Can you introduce yourself and tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Hello. Hi. <laughs> uh, I'm very happy to be here. Uh, thank you very much for the invitation. No, I'm. thank you for coming. You're <laughs> taking time out of your day to come here. So that makes me happy. Yeah, my pleasure. <laughs> okay, so my name is Sylvia. I come from Bratislava, uh, capital city of Slovak Republic. Uh, I've had a successful career back home in marketing with uh, lots of clients and various uh, projects ongoing. Uh, but uh, me and my husband, we felt we are getting into a real stereotype uh, with all the responsibilities uh, and everything we had uh, on the run. Okay. So we decided to head towards some new adventure uh, before we settle uh, in perm- uh, before we settle permanently in our homeland country. And uh, during this time, my husband got an offer to work for Danish IBM and for uh, Arla. Okay. And uh, he got invited with the whole family. Uh, We have uh, different options, uh, what to do next, uh, but we chose to gain a new experience and move to Denmark. That's great. So how how are you getting on with Denmark right now? How do you like like Denmark in general? I have to say, uh, everybody was warning me that that the weather is going to be terrible, uh, that it's going to be only dark and wind and rain uh, and so on. But... I don't seem to have a problem with that at all because it's similar weather back home in Slovakia uh, and in Slovakia it's even more colder. 
So I like Denmark very much. I like the I like people, how they live their lifestyle. Uh, I like um, the country very much so far. Okay. So what was uh, was it a difficult move for your family, or were you happy for the new change? Um, you mentioned in your introduction that you were you guys were already looking for some change before settling in. Uh, was it difficult in the beginning? Uh, did you find it difficult in the beginning? Um, Yes, a little bit, because as we discussed before in our um, interview before, uh, we came with the corona in March and it was very, very challenging time because uh, we came and they closed everything in four days after we arrived. Wow. <laughs> so that was that was quite tough. Uh, but we survived and uh, after two months we got to... Uh, go and see uh, different places but until then we enjoyed the nature beaches uh, and all the interesting things that Denmark has to offer definitely what were some of your culture shocks when you moved here into Denmark that was different from Slovakia I have to say uh, I'm uh, quite a reader So I read a lot of books, uh, a lot of articles about Denmark before we came here so uh, it wasn't um, very much a shock for me so I enjoyed everything here and uh, yeah nothing very specific that I can say <laughs> even the language you, you weren't uh, had a difficult time with going grocery shopping or even finding uh, stuff for for the house not really because uh, I'm really surprised everybody who I tried to um, approach they're perfect in English like yeah. everybody like seriously You know, there's nothing like that back home in Slovakia. It's a special thing to speak English. But here in Denmark, it's like a regular second language, I have the feeling. Yeah. Um, you said that you are thinking of just um, coming, having a new adventure with your family. Do you plan to stay in Denmark for a while? Or do you want to move eventually move back to, De uh, to Slovakia and settle down with your family after this whole big adventure in Denmark? There, it's very, very um, difficult questions because there is a lot of factors uh, mm -hmm. factors in the game. Yeah. So we will decide after a few years yeah. because now it's very difficult to say whether we are going to stay or not because the situation is not very lovely and I would yeah. like to enjoy the, uh, enjoy the life and living here without corona to see if the place and the country is uh, appropriate already or the, the right one for us. It's definitely... Um different living in Denmark without corona. I was lucky to move here and it didn't have we didn't have any pandemic or anything. Exactly. So I got to experience going out, going to the swimming halls. I don't have to wear a mask or anything. So I definitely can feel why you're frustrated and moving here and it's like, oh, there's so many restrictions. Exactly. Does it make you want to move back to Slovakia? <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> In a way. Yeah. That's very strange because we are changing with my husband. Sometimes he is really like homesick and then we swap it. Uh, I am homesick and he is ready to be here. So it's really the mood depends on, on the weather, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, sometimes we feel like, yeah, just I would like to leave it and just go home. Every time they uh, say or announce new restrictions, mm. every time we are we know that we can't go home, <laughs> then I feel like it. Because well, last time we were home, it was in August. So this is the fifth month and... Uh, Let's see what happens because Slovakia is having a lockdown again. 
So they're also in lockdown. So yes. if you go there, your back still. <laughs> yes, we'll stay home. at home, <laughs> but at least with the family. <laughs> yeah, at least you have the family's help, and you know the language, and, and somebody will cook for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best. If someone will cook for you, that's even that's a winner. <laughs> exactly, and somebody can take off uh, our little one. That's and that's good thing as well. Yeah, how how did you find? Your network here. I know a lot of internationals when they first move into Denmark, they have a hard time um, finding friends or just finding their core group of friends here in Denmark. How were you able to find that and somewhat feel at home uh, with the group of friends that you've made here in Denmark? I'm really happy that you are heading towards uh, something that I would like to discuss with you. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, it was very difficult for me uh, once we got it, uh, got here because I felt really isolated mm. and I didn't know anybody here. Uh, obviously, we are both Slovakian, so my husband, he didn't have the network and friends here as well. So it was very difficult, I have to say. Uh, so what really helped me are the Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got quite active there. And I found new friends, uh, new Slovakian friends. So now we are like a group of 10 Slovakian women that meet each other and go for uh, trips or for different gatherings. And uh, regards the business uh, side of the the network, I also used a lot of uh, Facebook contacts. Okay. Oh, I'm asking um, people if they know other Slovakians or other internationals here in uh, Denmark. Is that yeah. what you mean by uh, Facebook contacts? Yes, exactly like that. Um, I post a little post about getting a startup. Mm-hmm. And I got uh, so many responses that I thought like, wow, this is amazing. Maybe there is a, there is a huge potential to start something that will matter and that could uh, change the way internationals feel in Denmark. So, yeah, this, is, uh, this was the key for the project to start. Yeah, that's really good that you got that feedback from just exactly. posting one little thing on the one the groups on Facebook. And I feel exactly. like those Facebook groups are just lifesavers. They are. Um, yes. If any of the listeners out there don't know of any of the international groups on Facebook, just hit International of Aarhus or wherever you're at, internationals in, there's even internationals like outside of Aarhus, the little cities, yes. uh, Rieskov, uh, International Mo- Mothers of Rieskov. There's so many international groups out there that uh, support each other. Internationals in space. In space? Yeah, there's internationals everywhere. Yeah, there is internationals everywhere. <laughs> so any internationals um, that's listening to the podcast, it's easy to find groups on Facebook. And I think Facebook just really helps with Trying to make you feel at home and anywhere anywhere you're at. It's like a social media revolution for internationals. Yeah. Because without social media, you can see how powerful they are. That's mainly, that's also mainly why I decided to focus on uh, social media in my agency. Because I see uh, how many aspects uh, are there in the social media, how many things uh, could be helped with the, the social media. And for me, it just shows uh, when I come back, when I came to Denmark, that social media can help in a really, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, 
getting into that social media, um, I wanted to know a little bit uh, about your background in Slovakia professionally. I think mm-hmm. it's really important for the listeners to know mm-hmm. what you did back in Slovakia and what you're doing now here in Denmark, kind of pivoting because now we're in a new you're in a new country and it's a completely different approach for you uh, from Slovakia. So it would be nice for the listeners to know what you actually do back in Slovakia. Okay, we just mentioned a few things yeah. at the beginning. Uh, but basically, uh, back home, I was working for uh, different uh, advertising agencies mm-hmm. for years. It's almost a decade. <laughs> and then uh, after maternity leave, I decided to work on my own and uh, find my own clients because I like to be more active and, uh, you know, to be just myself. I don't enjoy be having a boss like <laughs> the most of us. <laughs> So, um, and then I started to have uh, various clients, uh, small and big offline and online campaigns. And um, yeah, it was going quite well, but also um, it was quite a stereotype because I have a long-term clients mm-hmm. and it was very difficult to gain a new ones because, uh, because in Slovakia there is a huge competition in mm-hmm. marketing. There is a lot of skilled people, a huge uh, advertising agencies. And for me, as a small uh, small person or a small agency, it was very difficult to gain like um, the new clients. How did you um, kind of escape from working for someone and then starting uh, your own uh, business? What made you make that shift? I have to say, uh, without getting pregnant, I think I'll be still working in a in a regular company because uh, I thought when I got pregnant, I thought I'm not, never going back to marketing because I was so fed up. I was tired and I was burnt out, to be honest, because I, uh, when you are working in Slovakia, like in marketing business, you have to work a lot. So I was burned out and I said, that I'm going to start a new career. And then after or during my maternity leave, my clients from a previous uh, period of time started to get back to me. Mm -hmm. If I would like to work directly for them, that was an amazing experience for me because it meant that I'm good enough Mm -hmm. that they actually call me and would like to uh, work with me. So, yeah, I was quite happy. I was quite happy for that. And, uh, yeah, so basically this is how it started. But I have to admit I would probably never have the the courage to start uh, the company <laughs> without uh, being pushed into it. Yeah, and also being on maternity leave with with your son, just realizing uh, this I is not what I wanted. <laughs> Work for someone exactly, and it was like uh, I thought I would enjoy maternity leave, you know, playing with my son uh, and uh, enjoy the free time, but it was mm, the opposite. <laughs> After two months, I felt like I have to do something. Yeah, you know, I start panicking. I start panicking that I have to do something with my life. <laughs> so I quite uh, enjoyed the contact with my clients, and uh, I found I find the time always to to work on the project, small projects at the time. But when my son was bigger and uh, get, when my son was getting older, then I had uh, more and more time. So it was very very natural. Okay. Um, in Slovakia, is the maternity leave as long as here in Denmark? Um, you said that you were, for two months, you were like, oh, I'm ready to do something. Um, and then you were doing part-time with your uh, work and then also with your playing with your son. Um, here in Denmark, there's it's one year. So were you, is, it, is it the same time period in uh, Slovakia uh, as a maternity leave versus here in Denmark? No, not at all. We have like three years. Three. <gasps> oh, well, yeah, it's three years maternity leave. 
Can I move there? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's oh, wait, you you don't you don't want that because no. it's terrible. Is no. can you imagine to be at home for three years and then get back to work? Yeah, that's no. true. You, you know how you many lose, you yeah. lose it. Yeah, you lose it. Yeah, <laughs> I actually uh, with my first daughter. It was one year for, for me. I was already done at five months. I love spending time exactly. time with her. I was kind of done talking the baby talk. And I needed human interaction. And so I actually exactly. went back to work uh, seven months. So yeah. I went back a bit earlier and then saved my last couple months. Because yes. here in Denmark, we can save until they're nine years old. So I can take my, my maternity leave that I have for her and save it uh, until she's nine years old. Interesting. Yeah, so that's one good thing about uh, here in Denmark is we're able to save the maternity leave until they're nine years old, but we have to uh, use it before they're nine or it just goes away. Yes. So, but three years, it sounds nice. It sounds nice, but I didn't last <laughs> three years. <laughs> Even I was working like almost full time after one year, uh, but I stayed at home with my son. He was, I think it was, he was two but he was so ready to go and play with other children and i was so ready for him to play with other children <laughs> so yeah so I, i can't imagine to to stay at home for three years and just be on maternity leave without any any stimulation, stimulation yeah. yeah interaction interaction <laughs> yeah other things than playing and drawing and feeding feeding the playgrounds baby playgrounds and playgrounds and yeah I think with my second one, I could have done it. Like my first one, I was with my daughter. I was very motivated to do something with my with my son. I actually enjoyed my maternity leave. My really? maternity, yeah. It's so weird um, that I actually enjoyed it. But also, I was also working on uh, different projects um, at the same time. But I really enjoyed my one year, and then I went back to work. I was like, oh man! But yeah. that's when I was actually tired of working w- for other people, um, and I wanted to it's start a something huge new. Difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, I wanted to start something new and do something that I enjoy, which is being with friends or being with my kids and also doing doing something that would enhance um, a business or something like that, not enhance a business, but do something around kids and also um, having a career out of it. What I really like about Denmark um, is how they manage the work-life balance. Yeah, that's something that we don't have in Slovakia. You have to start work at nine and finish. Uh, you finish probably at six or seven, and it's impossible for me as a mother to work full time because my son uh, finishes at four uh, thirty. So this is not very friendly towards mothers, obviously, because you are not able to manage it without uh, help of the family. Yeah, yeah. So I really and what I really liked uh, that people in Denmark they are not really rushing. They enjoy life. You can see them sitting on the terrace with a with a glass of wine, even if it's raining and dark. Yeah, right. And windy. <laughs> yeah, they are still sitting outside. Yeah. I ad- I admire them. <laughs> I, I I have I, I'm really cold feet, so I can't imagine this myself. But I really really admire them that they are not rushing into anything that much. In Slovakia, there is a lot of uh, ambitious people, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, many times there is a uh, work. Uh, more important than family and I don't see it here you know I see that people are really really into the family life they enjoying the hygge <laughs> yeah you're learning about the hygge now. Yeah, <laughs> sorry I can't pronounce it right I st- I've been living here seven years and I still can't say it <laughs> hygge hygge how do you say it Me? yeah hygge oh he he sounds, it's yeah you say it good hygge hygge yeah. 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 Okay. There you go, learn something. 
<laughs> so you're definitely experienced the huga here. I like it's the, the sweet, no, the sweet nothing, like sweet yeah. doing, like how you say it, like uh, sweet nothings. Yeah, but if you do uh, nothing, how yeah. how do you how do you say it? Sweet, no, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I think uh, you can call it chilling. No? Chilling, yeah, chilling. chilling with the family. Yeah, yeah exactly. with the fam. Yeah, yeah. they have it down here in Denmark. They know how to do it. Yeah, right? they definitely know how the to do it. Is, the problem is when you expect them to hurry. <laughs> They're not used to do it. <laughs> <laughs> my my daughter doesn't know how to hurry. When I say hurry, she starts like, "Why? Why? Why?" But I like it very much <laughs> because I know um, the consequences of that of that um, constant hurry and stress. I got really burnt out uh, in a pe- in some period because I was rushing into something that I didn't even want. You know, because you are working for somebody, it's not even your company. You don't have to rush that yeah. badly. So, yeah, but it's it's in the. Slovakians are very ambitious. Yeah, this I feel the same with Americans. Um, when I lived in Los Angeles, we were always rushing. That's not including the traffic. Exactly. <laughs> so, and then there's a lot of career ambitious uh, people there, and I don't know how my uh, my fa- uh, my friends do it. They go to work. They leave. They drop off their kids at seven. They don't or sleep eight, probably. Right? Yeah, <laughs> and then they don't come home till six. That's terrible. And I was like, where's that time with the with the kids? And so I really appreciate living here in Denmark because we can leave at like three. Yes, and exactly. have plenty of time with the kids. I had to get used to that when I first moved here in Denmark. It's amazing though. Yeah. I remember staying at the office and it was like empty at four. I'm like, <laughs> My does everyone work? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where is everyone? And I was shocked, and I'm like staying till five, and it's like crickets, and then I had to lock up. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> I was actually wondering why the people in Denmark are the happiest nation in the world, or they they consider Denmark as the happiest country to live in. And it says that, for example, comparing to Americans, they don't have such high expect expectations on life. You know, they are yeah. not so ambitious. They are not rushing towards better job, a bigger car. They appreciate the small things like yeah. time with the family. You know, uh, it's 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 amazing. You know, yeah. And um, my husband keeps teaching me. He's just like, just relax. You know, Chill. just enjoy. Or, you know, just get a a good job and that's all you need. And I'm like, but I want this and I want that and I want this. It's like, okay. (laughs) You know, what was really funny thing first when I got here, when uh, we didn't have a car. So I was um, I was walking everywhere and I I saw myself really rushing and walking so quickly. And everybody around me was so slow. And I felt like, what am I doing? (laughs) <laughs> Where I'm rushing so badly, you know, and then I realized it's in me, you know, because well, first when we got here, I I didn't have so much work, you know, I have time, but it's something like uh, like a circle in head, which you follow and follow, and you're like a hamster and you do it, and I have a feeling that I finally get rid of it after the the year that we are here. Yeah, that I'm not rushing so badly. That that's good thing. Yeah, um, I can understand you because I was also the same. I, was, I same always hamster? walk fast. Yeah, <laughs> no, I always walk fast, and I need to get something done. It needs to happen now. And then I came to Denmark. It's like, oh yeah, sure, okay. Yeah. But they're never late. Danish uh, Danes are never late. That's good thing. Yeah. I'm never late yeah. as well. <laughs> well, they have plenty of time to get on time. No? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So it's definitely, I really, it took me some time to get into the 
a way of working here, the work-life balance. Um, I was working from home. I was working during the day. I was just like working so much until I started to realize why. <laughs> yes. And now I, I I work till three and enjoy my kids after afterwards. And then I don't work till the morning oh, sometimes, um, depending on where where my meetings are. Um I can work from the evening. But anyways, it was just something you have to get used to here in Denmark. And it, I think it's nice that that's what is taught to us that doesn't are not used to that kind of lifestyle. And then we come here. It's like, yeah, okay, that's how you do it. And you go out in the rain and you just relax exactly. and you're not in a hurry. But they still get a lot of work done. Yeah, exactly. But I have the feeling that uh, before when we lived in Slovakia, I didn't have a nice relationship with my son. I didn't even mm, get to know him properly, you know, because uh, it was just work, you know, going to the ki- uh, the kindergarten, pick him up. And then we spent like an hour or hour and a half together and I put him to sleep. And I felt like mm, I, I'm not really having a relationship that I would like to. So... Yeah, and here, uh, once we arrived in Denmark, everything really changed. And I feel that we are growing a little bit um, more together as a family because we we are spending so much time together, you know. And uh, my husband also ha- uh, have time for us because uh, back at home, he was just exhausted, you know. Yeah, because you guys probably don't even get home till six. And then it's like even he has to sleep. Even late. If yeah. Sometimes he came home at six and he has to work. So Yeah, so th- it's a normal thing. Yeah, and then here it's not, uh, you just spend time with your family after three o'clock. Yeah. Sometimes I pick up my daughter at four and she's like the last one. I was like, exactly. Oops. <laughs> okay, well, I guess it's no. like early. And especially if it's a Friday, there she's the last one when it's like three. Exactly. Because everyone picks up early. And what, what, I, what I've seen really, uh, what I really like, when we go to the playground, uh, when it was summer, they brought uh, something uh, like a picnic, mm-hmm. uh, picnic table, and they just have a nice uh, lunch there, like the whole family, the children were playing there. And it's like, it's not uh, like something, yeah, you have to go to kindergarten, to playground with your, chi- with your children, but the whole family goes there, mm-hmm. you know, bring wine and uh, something to eat or they are grilling there and children are playing it's something like a family uh, gathering yeah that's amazing like you don't have to be uh unhappy about it to spend uh, your you know weekend on the playground but you can make it nice Mm -hmm. it's 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 a good thing you know i never seen uh happening uh, this happening in slovakia no they don't i'm used to it i i guess i'm used to it because i had my kids here Okay. So it's like a normal thing for me to do that. But do you do it in America? No, I don't. <laughs> no, you, you wouldn't have time for that, right? No. Um, well, we when we go visit, we stay at one month at a, a time. So we do do it. But there's so many things to do indoor. And it's sometimes extremely hot outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, and also the playgrounds are not, not really the same. In Denmark, uh, there are very beautiful yeah. playgrounds in, in nature. Yeah, yeah. And the, like the atmosphere is different. The playgrounds in uh, in Los Angeles, they like feel abandoned and kind of sad. <laughs> because if it's really hot, you can't even play there because no. you will get burned, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you can't touch uh, some of the um, slides or anything because you'll, you'll mm-hmm. get burned. Now they have special like plastic where it doesn't get too hot or anything. Mm-hmm. So it, it's fine, but it's not common for 
families to go out and have a full-blown picnic and stay there for hours at a time mm-hmm. it is common if it's a party yeah if it's a party <laughs> mm-hmm. if it's a party and a group gathering but uh entire family going out for a picnic and spending the whole day at the playground is not common at all it's um yeah there's i i guess the weather in los angeles is just beautiful 300 days out of the year so maybe it, too much sometimes it, right? yeah it's too <laughs> much versus here in denmark The weather is beautiful for three weeks or four weeks at a time. Uh, we had a beautiful summer, I have to yeah. say, you know. Yeah. It was like maybe two months of really nice weather. I was actually, uh, I went into the sea. I was quite surprised <laughs> myself. But yeah, <laughs> because it was like three days in a row that was um, 27 or 28 degrees. So yeah. it was lovely summer. I, do, I have to uh, admit that I like this summer a little bit more than in Slovakia because in Slovakia, uh, the summer or the spring starts in in April and finishes at the end of September. And sometimes I'm so fed up of the sun that I really like the, the more cooler uh, summer. Yeah. Yeah, I had to get used to defi- that. <laughs> yeah, probably if you come from Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> Because we have different kind of summer. We have a dry summer, so it's not um, mm-hmm. the it's a the heat's different. Definitely. So like here, it's like uh, humid and uncomfortably warm, and then our house is actually made for hot. So we have nice air conditioning and everything here. You have you air condition go, everywhere. Yeah. I know, <laughs> <laughs> but you then you come here and you just go into a hot house, <laughs> yeah. and you just stay in it for however long until the heat is over and okay. so i i rather yeah just sometimes i just i miss air conditioning i know you can buy it and stuff here but like why would you buy uh air conditioning when you only need it two weeks out of the year I, not even these two weeks we we were buying a car and my husband was like yeah we have to buy a car with air conditioning I was like why Because he's so used to it, you know, back home, you wouldn't be able to survive summer without uh, air conditioning in a car yeah. or very, very sweaty, you know, I have to say. So, yeah, we bought the car without air conditioning and you don't even, you don't need it. You don't really need it. No, no you don't. No. And then also here, if you're driving, there's not so many like highways, like so many cars passing you or anything. It's like kind of like in the countryside and it's nice. Unless you're on the um, motorway, it's completely different. But exactly. you can just crack it open and you still have air. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, when we were talking about your son, uh, does your son like living here um, more than in S- uh, Slovakia? The, 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 um, he's old enough to know the difference. That like now I'm in Denmark uh, versus Slovakia. Do you see him a little bit more happy here because he's spending more time with you and your husband? Yeah, that's the that's the thing with children. Um, of course, he misses uh, grandmothers and mm-hmm. he knows that there is something different because, for example, we have to leave our dog back home in Slovakia as well. Oh, because you didn't take it? No, because it's difficult to rent an apartment with, oh, uh, yeah. you know, pet allowed inside. So, yeah, um, so he knows the difference, but uh, he likes the school mm-hmm. uh, where he uh, he is at the moment. It's uh, Aarhus International School. He likes it very much. Uh, before, we, he, were, he was in a Danish uh, kindergarten. And um, that was a little bit difficult uh, because of the language barrier. Mm-hmm. But as he is now in the school and he likes it, and they are very, very helpful, the teachers and everybody in the school, they are helping with the adaptation process because they know such a children, you know, mm-hmm. and they know how to work with them. And they are super helpful for us. And I can see that he changed a lot. Maybe he, 
he is more like a <laughs> adult or he is more uh, he's grown up he's grown up yeah, yeah. he's his little adult now yeah. because back home he was a little bit spoiled because all the grandmothers yeah. everybody was uh, here for him and uh, here everybody has responsibilities mm-hmm. because we are all working and he's star- he starts helping uh, in the household and because there is no other option there is nobody who can spoil him and that's a good thing i have to say <laughs> so you kind of took him out of that and yes he didn't even know he was growing up but he did in a way uh, in become a, a little yeah. adult and it um, moving to denmark has really made him a little man <laughs> he's he's a little man and he's really helping because he he doesn't have a choice <laughs> yeah yeah but I bet he was very appreciative when he came home in August to visit the family and get spoiled again. Or was it, yeah. did he miss, um, was he happy to come back to Denmark after um, being home for a little bit f- to visit? He was happy. He enjoyed grandmothers, but yeah, it, it's a child. He's, he's yeah. For him, it's very, or it's much easier to adapt. Uh, when uh, parents feel happy, there, mm-hmm. He is happy as well, so mm-hmm. it's very important uh, for me and my husband to be comfortable and don't show him that we don't feel happy here or if we have some mm-hmm. struggles. So if we are happy as a family, he's just fine, you know. Yeah. He don't talk about uh, going home anymore. Sometimes he says that he would like to see grandma. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing about the 20th century. We have the iPhone, we have FaceTime. I think but we have you know it's not the same. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> not the same. It's definitely not the same. It's not the same. Yeah. It's, you don't get that warm, loving feeling. The it's hugging. More, yeah, the kissing. hugging, the kissing yeah. and everything. When my daughter, sometimes my daughter out of the blue says, I miss Lola. I was like, oh, I was like, well, FaceTime, you know, FaceTime her. And it's okay. not the same uh, for, for her. So, yeah, I can understand your son just being homesick a little bit. And it's probably during, like, right now during the time of corona, is there's not much to do. So, exactly. of course, if it, it wasn't corona time and you guys can do everything, go out and see all of Denmark, it would be completely different. But you know what's the strange thing? Back home in Slovakia, we didn't do so many things like we do here because we have the feeling that there is no grandmothers that can entertain him. Mm-hmm. So it's just me and my husband. And we take him uh, for a lot of trips uh, to the nature, to the beaches. It's like really a lot of things that we do together and it helps the family a lot. Yeah. I I feel the same. I don't, um, when I'm in the U.S., I remember I would take her places because we're we're only there in a short amount of time, but we would go visit here and there. But when we're in Denmark, we do just as much um, also. So it just, it depends on the, the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you currently doing now? You mentioned earlier you were starting a, a project uh, in in Denmark that kind of is what you're doing in uh, Slovakia. No, no, it's mm-hmm. nothing. Okay. It's nothing similar uh, because I I had the, uh, the opportunity to start something brand new. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember um, with the Facebook group, and you had a, a big reaction on yes, the project exactly. that you were talking about. Can yes. you explain a little bit on uh, about that? Okay, so uh, this project um, is or- or- oriented on the um, internationals living abroad, especially here in Denmark. 
And uh, we would like to create a space mm-hmm. uh, where uh, international can meet, uh, where they can connect, uh, where they can grow, where we can organize different events, where we can organize different courses, or it can be just like a gathering point where can, you can go and have a coffee with your friend and have a little snack. And uh, um, there, it is something that I feel is missing um, in Aarhus because back home in Slovakia, we have a lot of cafes mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, community spaces mm-hmm. where you can go with your friend and have a coffee while your children are playing together. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think such a space will help internationals feel a little bit more like at home, you know, you know, getting connected, finding friends and um, having a lot of um, interesting activities, especially in English, because uh, in uh, FOF there is a lot of activities, but it's uh, very difficult to find a course in 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 English. Mm-hmm. Here in Aarhus, uh, they, do they have English courses or only some? Some of them, some of them. And uh, it, it's difficult to find one. Yeah. And in this this space that you're going to be creating will be all English or will it be other languages too? It will be just the uh, just English for the start, but if we have like a huge com- community uh from Germany, we can create German courses of course. It will be very very open and uh, I'm looking forward to it and uh, I would like to know the feedback from the listeners as well. So Yeah, definitely. We'll have all the information online. Uh we can get th- to that at towards the end. But I would want to know a little bit more so the listeners can know, wh- mm-hmm. know why you created it and yeah, uh, just um, why, how did you come up with this idea of uh, having an international venue uh, in Aarhus? Okay, so uh, as I said, I felt really isolated and um, I had the feeling that uh, I don't feel like... Um, I would like to look for a job here because obviously it will be kind of a job that I'm not interested in. Mm-hmm. You know, the full-time job uh, that I would, uh, wouldn't would be able to be flexible. I have to work uh, from eight until three. Yeah. So this project would give me more freedom to be creative and to do what I like. You know, bringing people together, manage, organize, uh, you know, to do something that... Uh, can make a change. So it's not like the work from nine or eight to three, but uh, work and project that can make change, you know. And um, I can see or I've heard a lot of stories from internationals that uh, are feeling the same like I am or I I used to because now I I am surrounded by amazing and skilled women that are helping me with the project. So I feel so much better and uh, yeah. Let's uh, join us, please, Lil. <laughs> yeah, how did you uh, how did you find the supporters that you did? Uh, how did you find the supporters to support you to create this uh, space? Uh, what I like about Denmark is uh, if you reach to somebody or if you approach, uh, approach a company organization, they are very, very helpful, especially if you come with an interesting project. So we created a presentation, a very, very long presentation, where we explained the statistics and um, everything... Uh, that it's important for the project. And we send it off to different companies, uh, uh, for to different contacts, and we always got the response. Oh, that's good. So you were able to create this and then kind of create a buzz around it, saying this is what we wanted. And then they support you fully, um, fully for, for creating this kind of space for internationals. Since... What do you mean by fully? Like, <laughs> Did they support you saying, yes, this is something that uh, we... 
want to work with you and support you in creating for all internationals um, in Aarhus, for example? It's very, it's not that easy because um, we need help uh, from authorities mm -hmm. and we are waiting for their feedback and uh, we really hope that we will get a space from, from them in January because there is a new house opening in Aarhus N. Mm -hmm. So I hope we'll be able to get a place there. And once we, we will have a place, we can start. So, Were you able to get uh, funding or is this all going to be um, a volunteer? Yes. So uh, currently we are definitely looking for people that would be interested in uh, such a topic, mm -hmm. uh, helping internationals to settle, settling down and uh, help them combat the loneliness. Uh, if somebody is interested in joining the project, we are more than happy. But we are definitely also um, applying for different fundings because we need to cover also our expenses, uh, some day-to-day -day expenses um, and so on. So uh, we hope that we will be able to get some some sort of funding next year. And also uh, we will be asking for a membership from our okay. members because the courses will be very, very relevant. We will ho We hope that uh, we will be able to uh, finish them with certificate, but it's also in the, in the progress. So it will be also very important uh, for their work uh, and careers. Okay. Can you say a little bit about what courses you're going to be offering or you're thinking about offering to the listeners so they can actually look out for it or maybe they want to be a part of it and teach a course? Definitely. And so what kind of courses will be available for this international space that you're trying to create? Okay, so now it's good that you are asking because we are planning to uh, send some very interesting questionnaire out in mm -hmm. uh, different uh, Facebook groups and we will be very thankful uh, if uh, the listeners or, or people on Facebook will reply with the answers so we know or in what they are interested in. So it's like a survey. Yeah. So afterwards we will be able to uh, create the courses that really uh, that are really interested for for our target groups so we don't know we don't know yet what what kind of courses we will have but we will have different courses for different target groups for example mothers uh, people that would like to um, you know uh, were uh, you know do something some cv or uh, and etc so Okay, and there's no no um, no courses or anything out there available for internationals right now in in Aarhus. So we're you're trying to fill that space to prepare more internationals. There is there are always uh, some courses that you can uh, you can take definitely. It o it's only the matter of the community mm -hmm. because you know that everything is in one place. You can have a course, you can come to the event. There will be uh, almost all the time the same faces or the same people and yeah. there will be everything in one place. So because now I think there is few courses in Aarhus, but everything is in different places and in different organizations. Mm -hmm. So we would like to gather everything uh, all uh, in one place. That's so great that uh, you're coming up with um, these tools for internationals that's uh, coming in. Because when I moved here, there was nothing like that. Yeah, there was FOF, and then I had to like make friends through. I've like, heard that. <laughs> I had to make friends through Facebook. It's like, will you be my friend? You know, like I felt so like not desperate, but there was <laughs> it's group, like begging, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, there was group um, <laughs> gatherings. Like every mm -hmm. Tuesday, there was a group gathering. 
Um, so you can go meet people. It's more like, what is it called? It's like speed dating, <laughs> I call it. Like <laughs> you just kind of like rotate around and okay. which international that you will, um, you know, click with and then you just become friends and okay. i've met like actually a few internationals through there that has been amazing and i still talk to, to this day and do you have like danish friends or international friends i have danish friends um through my husband oh yeah exactly <laughs> i i thought so because it's very difficult to get a danish a danish friend it's much easier uh, if you are international to to find international friend because they are more open towards uh, you know to the getting new friends into the life or mm-hmm. into the the circle around the there, close there, circle there is a, there is a key for making danish friends what's the key go and drink beer <laughs> <laughs> I've heard you, that, right? Yeah, I have. I have seventy percent of my friends are Danish, and I met them all just going the out bars. and talking. <laughs> yeah, okay. Basically, because when they're drunk, they talk to you. Okay, so and what can I do? I don't drink beer. Uh, drink water <laughs> or wine. Pretend, right? yeah. pretend. Just pretend carry the that can. You're drunk, and this is like, oh, hey, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Just carry the can and pretend. No, but it, but it, it did help me a lot to get involved in in, in things that were not necessary for internationals. Mm-hmm. I have I have the maybe the lack or the unlack of ended up in Fredericia, and there is the international community wasn't big. Mm. So I start doing things I wanted to do, but they were full of Danish people doing it, mm-hmm. you know. And I just went in and, and I met them. <laughs> and when they took me to drink beer, then I met the rest. That's when you're accepted. Yes, when, when you're, you're accepted, ac- when they you call you out yeah, to drink beer. They with call them. you out for beer, <laughs> or they call you out for um, coffee time. Oh, really? Yep. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> and coffee times strictly at three o'clock every day. Is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's like one one thing that's like very traditional here is if they offer uh, you to come to the house for coffee time, it's three o'clock, and it's coffee and cake at that time. Is it <laughs> okay? Good to know. Good to know. So I will wait between for two and three. So I will wait for somebody to ask me for the coffee. It didn't happen yet, mm. unfortunately. I will make I will make some phone calls. <laughs> Thank you very much. Maybe, maybe after this radio show, someone will call you. So my name is Sylvia. <laughs> this is my phone number. Zero zero zero. No, no. And I do like cake. <laughs> um, with this space that you're trying to uh, create, is it going to be also family friendly? I, I know you mentioned that earlier that it will be, you know, where kids are hanging around, playing while the parents drink coffee. But will you also have activities for the children? I notice a lot. Um, I also do it. Is I post online. It's like I have a, a three year old, and um, I'm looking for a play date. Uh, yes, any, yes. Anyone available for a play date this Thursday? And I, I know a lot of international moms, especially. Um, I don't see so many dads asking for play dates, but a lot of international moms are looking for for another play date. Uh, for their kids is this a place where families can also have that yes definitely because uh, most of the ladies that mm-hmm. are on board of this project are actually international mothers with mm-hmm. children so this is very close topic to our heart and we would like to uh, offer uh, various activities for uh, uh, international mothers and their children and it's it's actually part of our um, key focus right because obviously we are the target group ourselves yeah but yes we would like to do a lot of activities play dates and good thing about the space is that it will be open so you can just come in and uh, 
let your children pr- play with children that are or- that are already in the space. So, but we will definitely organize some play dates as well. Okay, and different activities. Yes, and it's, I think it's so important, especially for new parents coming in, um, and they don't know anyone, and their kids are just tired of seeing their parents for like yes. months on end, and it's like. I need to interact with other parents so you can, you know, it's have very, to play. very, Im- it's very important because it's not only that you are tired, not tired, but you know, you know what I mean uh, of your child, but also the child is tired to see you all the time. <laughs> it's the, the, the both ways. So um, it was very uh, important for me to find Slovakian women mm-hmm. uh, with Slovakian children so mm-hmm. Alexander can play and speak in Slovak a little bit mm-hmm. because he felt mm, left out sometimes. Yeah. Because he can't speak English yeah. and, you know, it's difficult for him. Yeah, I can understand that. He's getting better, though. Is he under- understanding English a little bit? Because it, it, yes, it, it probably is because you're surrounded, besides Slavic uh, people, you are surrounded with internationals that you have to speak English to. Yes. Does his uh, Bogustu or a daycare, uh, Bornehaun, speak uh, Danish to him? No, 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 not at all because he's in, in international, oh, international school. international, so yeah. they speak English to him. Everybody speaks English to him, and he's getting really better. Oh, that's good. It's good. So it actually, well, the good thing is English is such a international language, and it's a really good language to actually know um, growing up because it's it's um, international and it's used in business or just traveling. It's uh, important yeah. to have. He is on the same boat with other children because uh, he is not only one that is international there. Mm-hmm. So there are also other children that don't speak English very well. So they are on the same uh, starting uh, starting line. That's very important because in the Danish kindergarten he was just left out because everybody was uh, somewhere else than than he. And it will be very difficult for him to learn Danish because obviously Danish is very, very difficult language. Yeah. <laughs> Have you tried learning it? Have you t- taken the courses? Not yet, to be honest with you, because I don't I don't have to. <laughs> I am surrounded with internationals and I'm not really looking for a job, so... Okay, so it's not really important. Yeah, because you have your own thing going on and with this space you're trying to launch. Uh, What is the time period? When do you want to launch this? Okay, so we are really hoping to move with the project in January. But during the holiday, we would like to work on the social media. So we will be posting some information about the project. So mm-hmm. I would... Uh, yeah, can you know. share your social media handles? Okay, so uh, we have the the space mm-hmm. on Facebook. And on uh, uh, Instagram, it's the underscore space underscore Aarhus. Okay. These channels are brand new. So <laughs> yeah, I'll have I'll also have them on my Facebook Facebook page. I'll share it on my Facebook page and also on my website. Mm-hmm. Um, that's I guess is a wrap. And the time went by so quick, very very quickly. Oh my gosh! So thank you, Sylvia, for joining on the call thank you or very on much. the call, but being <laughs> on the studio. And I will share your um, Facebook and everything online. So thanks to the listeners, and we'll see you next week. But we have 10 minutes left. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I mean, Should we Jackie, sing something? 49. Did, oh, did, you, did you see me going and saying I thought like, you said two minutes. 11 minutes. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, anyway, this gave me a great opportunity to tell you guys about my life. <laughs> Everything started when I was very little. No. No, <laughs> no I have oh, more geez. questions. Okay, I so really thought ahead. it was, I was like, oh my gosh, how did the time go so fast? Sorry, listeners. I really thought it was like 60 minutes and I'm like. Wow. When you said 10 minutes, I was like, oh my gosh, 
It's, it's like okay. two minutes left. It's okay. No stress, no stress. No. I'm still here. I mean, you yeah. can ask me something. Don't go away, <laughs> Sylvia. Don't go away. So let's go back to that last question I asked because <laughs> you scared me when you said 10 minutes. I thought you said two minutes. I've been doing this for like two months to you and now you are getting afraid? No, because I don't want to run out of time and I want Sylvia don't to worry, explain so a little good. bit more about uh, the, the project and when it's launching and then I had to I rush. I have so many questions too, but... <laughs> <laughs> Go so ahead. previously on my before I thought the show was ending oh my gosh what was I thinking that's why I kept like looking I was like is that 49 or 59 <laughs> it happened to all of us I think that's old age showing that I'm going blind you think so <laughs> I don't know because I was like <laughs> squinting I was like the time says like it's an hour <laughs> anyways previously I asked you when are you planning to launch this before I rushed you to the end? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was devastated now. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, disregard me ending the show, guys. Because <laughs> I don't know what was going on in my mind and I'm going blind. So anyways, when are you planning to launch this amazing space that I want to be a part of because... I want to go there. And you are definitely <laughs> invited with your children. So we are waiting for you once we have the venue. <laughs> yes, I hope you get that one, that venue and we can get this. You can get it launched right away. But if we don't get the space, we would like to launch the project online and, uh, you know, to make some courses online and do the broadcasting, some live, um, live interviews uh, with interesting guests. So you have to you just have to stay tuned. Some, yeah, something big is coming. Oh yay! It's, <laughs> you guys, listeners, something big is gonna happen. So that's good that you're gonna do lives and interviews. Uh, what kind of interviews are you gonna uh, plan to do um, so during we, the time before you find the venue? We are looking, uh, or we are trying to find interesting internationals mm -hmm. that have amazing careers uh, in Denmark that can motivate uh, internationals. Uh, how? They can move on with their lives or they can give them some tips and hacks. And uh, also, uh, if somebody would like to share their knowledge, we can uh, offer uh, for them to create a course as well. So if you would like to, for example, if you would like to showcase <laughs> some skills, <laughs> you are more welcome to showcase it in, uh, showcase them in space. So Yeah, I would, I would love that. I would definitely do that because this is something internationals need. I didn't have it when I moved here and it is so it's time to yeah, do it now. It's so important to have a welcoming space, not just a welcoming group, but a space where you can find help, like, I remember I had to like set up my CP, um, not CPR, but my NIM ID and all this stuff. I'm like, how do you do all this or register? And there's just, just so much to do. And that was just me. I can't imagine uh, moving a whole family here and doing that. Exactly. And the good thing about the space is that we are also planning the buddy or mentor program. Mm -hmm. You know, that could be dance or internationals helping new internationals settling in. So you can find somebody who can help you with all the um, uh, important things. Uh, there is a lot of them, as we know. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's quite a good thing about the space as well. So. And the funny thing is, when you start uh, to move somewhere and you're packing, you don't realize the, har uh, not hardship, but the, the problems that uh, will incur when you get to the country. Like, for exactly. me, was cooking. Like, I love cooking, that, but I never realized going shopping was going to be a whole different experience when it's a different language. 
I had to carry around a Google um, translator because I had to translate each seasoning or each. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was little little problem for me as well. And also, you probably couldn't find certain things that you would get normally in Slovakia, which you will never get here in in Denmark. I don't have such a problem because we are like more more or less a vegan family, okay. and we eat uh, mostly uh, whole foods, uh, fruits and veg. And yeah, <laughs> they are everywhere the same, so I don't have a problem with that. But my son, he has a lot of allergies, mm-hmm. and that was. Little, oh my god, it was a big issue, and yeah. he's allergic to milk, wheat, and soy, and rice, and eggs. And some people are asking me, like, what does he eat? <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, it's difficult, but we have something, don't worry. <laughs> so that was quite challenging for me. So I started to cook really from the scratch, like potatoes and, and vegetables. And there is a lot of cooking because uh, I have to prepare lunchbox for him. Oh, uh, okay. That's the, that's the huge difference when mm-hmm. I compare it to Slovakia. So, yeah, there is a lot of cooking for me in Denmark. <laughs> I didn't start. I, I cooked and I liked cooking, but I didn't cook every day. In Los Angeles, it's an eating out culture. So Is I'm it? Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm used to like, okay, I don't feel like cooking today. So I'm going to go have Mexican or I'm going to have this or I'm going to have that. So I was used to variety and mm-hmm. different kind of cultured food. Here, it's so different. If you want to eat out every day, you're going to go broke. It's very expensive to eat out. It is expensive. So it's not common to eat out here. And that was another thing for me. I was like, what? You don't eat out? You don't go g- get random coffees all the time? It's like- And do you do you cook for your children? Because I cook for my son and I just pack it in these thermal packages. So he has a warm lunch because it's not common in Denmark to have a warm lunch. And that's that's a cultural shock for me. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. The rubble. Uh, yeah. So, so The funny thing is my daughter loves rubble. That's okay. what she lives off. My son hates it. Yeah, my he, son he, is allergic to. It. Yeah, well, yeah, because he said he's allergic to like wheat and and rye, every, as and, well. rye and everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's definitely a problem. Like for my son, he just likes warm food. Like he doesn't like the. the he knows what's good, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I have to give him warm warm food. I still, you know, try to force him to eat rhubarb. Because like, come on, you're Dane. This is this is in your blood <laughs> to eat rhubarb. Do you like it? I like it, but I can't have it every day. Like I like it once in a while when I go to my in-laws' house, but it's not the first thing I go to the fridge for. I'm like, hmm, rhubarb. Yeah. Like it's not the first thing I go for because um, I I grew up in Los Angeles, so my go-to is Mexican. Mm-hmm. So it's tortilla and cheese and taco. That's like my go-to. And I can I can have that every day. And oh, rice Dan, too. Dan's eat a lot of sausages. I was yeah. so surprised. No, I can't do sausage every day either. They, they eat a lot of sausages. They are so healthy. They are trying to have a, this healthy lifestyle and eat, they eat a lot of pork and diary. That's, that's quite interesting for me, right? Yeah, I was surprised that it was a, a meat and potato uh, country. Is it? I, yeah, a lot it's of Northern meat. Europe, man. Me- yeah. Meat and potato is. It's like life. It's life. Yeah. Yeah. And rubble. What's their native? Like, what's their um, native. food? The native food. Um, it is uh, the um, fliskestai. They ate all the natives already. <laughs> 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 it's the fliskestai that fried pork on top. Have you seen that? Is it not the the sausage and? Fliskestai. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not the sausage. It's pork it's, belly. It's yeah. It's pork belly. So it's like crunchy roasted, skin. Yeah. And it's okay. roasted, and it's like actually one of my, my favorites. Um, I, I that or the I can never say it wrong because I always say toilet talada, 
But, well, now I got the one minute sign. <laughs> so I can end it now. Well, thank you, Sylvia, again. This is thank my second thank you. Thank you so much you. for your invitation. Yeah, and um, thank you so much for sharing your experience moving here to Denmark and what you're currently doing for the internationals with this amazing space that you're trying to put together. And I am definitely looking forward and I would like to do a course. <laughs> you <laughs> are take so my invited. Kids. Mm. So, um, uh, to the listeners, everything will be on my website and how you can follow the core, uh, the the space and uh, the progress and when it's going to launch. Everything's going to be on my website, so you guys will be informed. And thank you guys, and I will see you guys next week. 